0: This is the Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast where every day we work to help students excel through critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. Today's podcast is a part one of the two-part series interview with Robert Peters. Robert Peters is a senior vice president of National Dropout Prevention, and he comes to us through a contact with Dr. Bill Daggett. And so at this time, we'd like to join the podcast with Robert Peters and host Kendall Terry. We'd like to welcome to the podcast Robert Peters. He came to us through a contact with Dr. Bill Daga and the Successful Practices Network, and I was sharing with him that I've seen him in several conferences, and, and his uh, sessions are always engaging, and, and I learn a lot. And so it's great to be able to sit down just for a minute with him today and talk about education and what he sees going on. And so first off, thank you for sitting down with me.
1: Anytime,
0: and anytime. And second, just if you can, introduce yourself a little bit to the the listening audience. But-
1: uh, Kendall and, and the uh, community, Robert Peters, I'm senior vice president over at, at uh, Successful Practices Network in the National Dropout Prevention Center. Uh, just a little bit about myself, maybe 90 seconds. Um, ISDs in Texas, I've, I've worked as a uh, principal at all levels, assistant superintendent. Um, I've worked with Dr. Bill Daggett for about the last 10 years. Uh, and uh, what I've done is I've traveled across the country. Uh, We've had conferences as well as keynotes, professional development sessions on really just looking at districts comprehensively, planning with those districts, man, and really beginning to um, really facilitate, I'd say a boardroom to classroom uh, type of um, process where we're really able to streamline those goals. And what does that look like at the board level? What does that look like at the superintendent level? What does that look like at the campus level? What does that look like in the classroom level? And even, you know, what are we doing to actually connect parents, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, it keeps me busy. Yeah, you know, I other imagine. Than that, man, I've got a 9 and a 12-year-old, so they really keep
0: me busy. Man. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's a lot <laughs> yeah. to, to to manage for sure. So when you look at what you're able to do with both the National Dropout Prevention but also just, you know, with your work and, and going consulting and, and interacting with with systems, like you said, from, you know, the boardroom all the way down to the, the classroom and then also with the, the parents. What are you seeing right now that you're just excited about in education?
1: For sure. I mean, a couple of excitements, right? You know, I think that, you know, around education, uh, I'm hearing less of the word pandemic. I don't even think I've heard that word in a very long time, right? Nice. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. No one even says the word pandemic anymore right? You know, we we talk about, you know, uh, our our needs, but we don't talk about them relatively to the pandemic or relative to the pandemic. Uh, Also, I see whether you're a national dropout prevention uh, or you're in future focus, uh, and I'm sure Ray and Doc kind of elaborated, I see districts that are really looking at the day-to-day piece, like, you know, like, how has the student changed? What do we really need to do to really kind of reinvigorate almost like recharge our culture because our culture three years ago is totally different than the culture Mm -hmm. now you know and our you know our really methods of success are really different now so what we see is this kind of i know ray talked about this caring for the present like what are we doing presently to make sure that we're addressing our needs and building a nurturing environment for children and then you know, how we're now, we're really looking at enabling the future. Like, what are we doing to make sure that we're always on the cutting edge? Mm -hmm. You know, I see that, not struggle, but I see those lines, those delineation lines in every district I go to. Some districts are all about the present, right? You know, The buses, man, we need more bus drivers. We need more teachers, man, we need more of this. So they're all about that and not necessarily looking at the future. But some districts are really beginning to delve into the future and really beginning to look at, okay, what is this thing called artificial intelligence, right? What Mm -hmm. is this, what's on the cutting edge of uh, education? What skills are my children going, our children going to need to be you know, successful, you know, no longer, you know, some, a long time ago, we like, we put them through barber school and we had certain things, trades, right. Yep. But what we're seeing now is if you're in a small community, man, you produce, you know, you produce produced 80, 90 barbers in the last three years, but you only need one barbershop, right. <laughs> you know what So like, what are we, what are we, how are we really, um, how are we really preparing our students for, for their future and not our past,
0: right. That's comes yeah. And that's the stuff that we definitely heard with Dr. Bill Daggett when he was here of uh, that idea of, of it's hard for us to not look through education through the lens that we lived in it. You know, so Why? so we lived through, you know, a particular idea that when we think about education, that's what we go back to. We think about the experience sure. we had. And because we had that experience, sometimes people feel like they're experts about something that that they don't live in today. And so you, you have that conversation then with community and parents of what we're trying to do might look different than what you experienced, but it's because the world that our kids are getting ready to walk out into is much different than the world that I walked out into when I, when I was making that transition.
1: Sure, sure. I'm with you, man. You know, I think a lot of districts also, man, is, you know, they, they you know, we get ourselves caught into meetings that we do strategic planning and different things like that but we really don't listen to children and what they need, right? Mm. You know, like, you know, this whole children are the co-authors of their own learning. A lot of the times, man, you know, just, we've seen districts that truly have a student participation piece and listening to children and what they need. That that That's very valuable because, you know, children are already doing these things that we're pushing teachers to understand. But kids right now, man, they are on AI. They are actually getting their, the teacher or teachers giving them a worksheet, they're dropping that in AI, AI is, is actually giving them the answers, giving them feedback, and then they're shooting that information back to the teacher, yep. right? You know, so it's like, if children already are a step in front of us, then what we need to do is we've got to listen to that, right? So we got to make sure that we understand what they need. And we understand that maybe that worksheet is not the best thing. Maybe. A, a session in that AI app mm. to teach the base to teach the knowledge piece. The teaching part is the application and the synthesis of the feedback that they can get from AI. Right. So it's like, how do we teach teachers to use AI as a tool to to take a child to a higher level of application and synthesis, rather than us truly focusing on the knowledge when a child can right now go on. Uh, get, get, um, get on Claude and get a, let's say a higher level of reading like Plato brought all the way down to a second grade level Mm. or second grader can understand it. So if you're able to do that and do a Lexile level from a second grader and get a second grader to understand the concepts of Plato, then you don't really need to teach everything about Plato. You need to then begin your lesson needs to start at the application and synthesis Mm. level. So it's a really good way that I've seen, you know, doc, Dr. Dag and I call it Doc because I work with him for so long. <laughs> uh, doc and Doc and Ray, uh, I guess if there is a deline- delineation of, of, of our work, my job is kind of, uh, uh, I take it from the practical, you know, this is what I see folks doing in the actual schools and classroom okay. uh, that I really work with, you know, as far as uh, implementation is concerned. So that's just a piece of it.
0: Yeah. You know, I, it, early on in education for me, you know, the, it, a lot of trainings would talk about, you know, if you're asking a question that somebody can Google the answer, then it's the wrong question. And wow. I, I was playing around with some of the AI the other day and, and there wasn't a question that I could put in the AI couldn't answer. And, and with Google, you know, it used to be, you'd have to put the question in there and then kind of search through, you know, uh-huh. click on a couple different sites, maybe to find the answer. And in this, it's like within seconds, it not only told me the answer, but it explained how it got that answer. And it was like, you know, let me know if you have any questions, you know, yes. <laughs> And yes. I was typing yes. stuff in like, well, what does this part mean or what does that part mean? And it goes into another explanation right there yes. in seconds of that. And it's like, man, it's no longer, Don't ask a question that that Google can answer because in AI world, I mean, like I said, every question seems to be able to be answered. So now you got to go past that to how are you applying that answer and what are you doing with it?
1: Right. You know, one one thing that you said, Kendall, you know, uh, I was talking to teachers and this was out in Monterey, California, man, on really it's gotten down to what AI applications that you're very comfortable with. For example. You know, GPT man, is like Little League right now. Right. You know, like, they've got, you know, this ChatGPT on steroids in other in other applications, right? But you can, like, as a teacher, you can say, okay, you know, the the um, there was a time teacher says, listen, I got 35 kids in our classroom, they're at six different Lexile levels, this is too much, you know? It takes me four hours to really uh, mm-hmm. plan a lesson. So a teacher right now can say, okay, she knows the Lexile level, she's got 35 children, or he's got 35 children. You can put that in cloud AI and say, build me a lesson plan on this content. It'll build on these different levels. It'll build a lesson plan. Then you can say, give me activities for these specific pieces. It can give you the activities. Then what you can do is you can take that information, then put that information in gamma and say, build me a 40 page slide deck on the presentation of this information gamma will actually create you a slide deck with pictures brothers no, graphs wow. research connections and everything you can do all of that a teacher can do all of that in 10 minutes and be ready to teach the class in a couple of hours right you know this is this is revolutionary that process would have taken a teacher what four hours yeah hours. But you've got that where you're able to say, okay, I don't like this sentence. Can you put this at an application level? Sure. He'll give you an application of that actual sentence, mm. right? And and can you then take all this information and then uh, create me a parent letter that I like to send out to parents about what I'm teaching? It can get you a syllabus. It can get you a parent letter. Man, within 15 minutes of playing with it, you can have an entire unit done, right? Yeah. So I say all that to say, that really the, the acclimation of teachers and how this can truly, this is a game changer, man, is extremely important. But what we see is, we see a lot of it is the resistance because, man, you know, Kendall, you and I are probably in the same uh, generation, man. We, we kind of grew up with things, uh, movies like Terminator yep. and uh, Independence <laughs> Day, and, you know? We, we think, okay, my, these aliens are gonna take over things, right? But the reality is is, you know, the minute that you really sit down with a teacher and take them through the processes of how three apps can generate all that information, man, they're they're all ears, man. And administrators are all ears as well. Yeah. You know, based on how it can help
0: them as well. Well, and I think it's looking at how the profession is changing in that way, but realizing that work-life balance is is something that we talk about with our faculty and staff all the time you know we try to tell them during our breaks man disconnect you know try to relax refresh rest and because we know that teaching so much of it occurs you know after the bell on three at 334 o'clock you know and and these and we know good teachers spend hours at, at home hours of personal time planning and putting stuff together and to say like there are some some applications right now that that could possibly help give you some time back that can yes. you know keep you more in the present with your own families when you're home that gives you time on weekends maybe with kids because I sacrificed a lot of weekends. I sacrificed a lot of, of evenings yes. at times because I value trying to be a good a good educator in the classroom. And so but, it's not that you're not being a good educator in the classroom. It's using the tools at, at your disposal to yes. to get there. You know, we all use cars to get to where we're going faster than what we did 100 years ago, right? So it's not saying the technology no longer uh, is, you know, I'm cheating by using the technology. No, we get in our car and drive, you know, 10, 15 miles down the road in minutes, right? And, right, right. And so I yeah, love yeah. the potential for our teachers to say this is a tool that can really help you go further now with your students to the place you really wanted to go, but maybe didn't have the time to get there. Yes. Um, and have yes. have some of that being present when you're at home, being present with kids. and um, Yes, yes, which,
1: yes. You know, there, there are two pieces that you said that just brought up this, man, um, brought up a really good idea. Man, one is, I remember as a teacher how long it took me to grade papers. Yeah. I mean, think about how long it takes you to grade papers, brother, and then give feedback, man. Yeah. I mean, I remember, man, I'd be looking at the cowboy game, man. I'm from Dallas. So I'm looking at the cowboy <laughs> game and I'm checking papers. And you know, after the 50th person, you just say the same feedback. Great job. Yeah. Uh everything looks good. You know, you have this thing in your mind, right? But think about it. If all you have to do is scan that, mm-hmm. put it in a Claude AI and say, give check the papers. And then give me an, a paragraph of feedback on these three parameters. And within minutes, mm-hmm. it's checking the papers, brother. And then if you give the actual email, uh, emails or give ways to, it can send the information to your children <laughs> so they actually have that information, right? So that came up. And then, you know, another two words came up is self-care. You know, one thing that we have to understand, man, is, you know, the, and I see this across the nation, Kendall, and people have gone through a lot. Educators mm-hmm. have gone through a lot in the last three to four years. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, you know, there's something, you know, this cost of compassion for children, man, it has taken a lot out of all of us. So to have a little time to really kind of invest back in yourself, you know, in the afternoons and the weekends, man, you know, one thing that we have to do as educators, man, we have to recharge our batteries, right? Yep. Because, if we get too, you know, if you know, if we get too overwhelmed, you know, it 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 just leads to that burnout piece, right? So I've seen where people are excited. Man, the funniest thing is when I was in, uh, I've flown out to, uh, what was I last? That no, was not before Orlando. It was in Phoenix, and I'm 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 in the Uber on the way home, and uh, um, the Uber driver is a teacher. And I said, really? You know, so we just started talking. And then he was just like, man, this AI, you know, I'm really into this AI. So we really started talking about AI. You know, I started telling him the things that that he that that he can do. He stopped the car, man. He said, Man, can I take notes? <laughs> <laughs> can you give me your information? I want you to talk to my principal. Because, man, this is some good stuff, right? Uh. It's really that good. I mean, because the minute that you can say, wow, I can do four applications and save all of this time. Man, it, 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 was so, it was so funny that, man, we got connected just on my way home about how AI can help him on a unit that he was thinking about teaching. I think it was over... It was over... I do the unit was over. He's an ELA teacher who's high school, and he was teaching something. I, I forgot, but I just told him. He was talking about how he's going to have to prepare. Mm-hmm. And I said, man, you know, AI can help you on that. And when I began to talk with him about it, man, he was just like, can, can I stop and take some notes? I said, yeah. sure, brother. I'm not going to rush, man. You know, yeah, go ahead. So it was really cool. It was really, really cool, man.
0: That's Dude. awesome. And you know, I, I, not that I wanted this whole conversation to be about AI, it's just that's kind of sure. the thing right now in, in education that, that we're trying to understand. And, and I think when education embraces something new and says, okay, let's, let's be the leader out here. Let's not be reactive in what we're teaching our kids. Let's be proactive. And understanding when you're proactive, that means you're gonna fail. That means you're gonna get some things wrong. You're gonna have to learn where the boundary lines are. But sure. when you're doing that with students on this AI equipment, that that's awesome for your students to learn that because they need to learn where that boundary is so that they know how to operate inside of that because they're going to use it like you said they're they're already using it you know it's, it's there it right now. and so trying yeah. to help them understand what's our what are appropriate ways and then when do you just need to acknowledge that like hey I used AI in you know helping set up this this you know outline or in in critiquing my writing and it gave me feedback and I changed it. Uh, some of my writing so that it would be better. I, I used it as an editor tool or, or whatever. And then teaching kids how to evaluate that. I I, I um, was working with m- my executive director just the other day, and we were working on some some different letters and different policies and stuff. And we were putting it into chat. We were putting it into Bard. We were putting it into Claude, you know, just to see and comparing and saying, well, which one of these are giving us things that, that we think are or where we're right. heading on this, you know. It's kind of getting right. different opinions without having to go out of the room, <laughs> you know, sure. and just seeing yeah. different ways that it goes about answering. I need, I need to get on Gamma. I've heard of Gamma a couple of times, but I've not yes, tried it out. Gamma, I need to man. try it out. You
1: got to try Gamma, bro. Uh,
0: yeah. But it's yeah. exciting to give an arena for our teachers and students to say, like, let's not fear this, you know. Let's sure. not get caught on the backside just being reactive. Let's, no. let's, let's set some proactive policies here. Let's, let's teach kids how to. Take risks and explore and and figure some of this out because they're going to be in a world where they're going to have to to kind of know sometimes where those boundaries are and we can help start establishing those now.
1: Yeah, one thing you said was policies, which is you know which is really important and it reminds me of a conversation we had with a district out in Vail, Eagle Schools of El Colorado. Is you know we're really working with that district to. You know, a lot of districts, they do a five-year strategic plan. If you did a five-year strategic plan, you don't have any information in it about AI. Because five right. years ago, no one was even talking <laughs> about AI, right? So, like, what are your policies? What are your protocols? What are your, you know, ways that you operate? What and how is that connected to a district and or a campus plan? So, we're really working and strategically planning with them. And what we call the Innovation Academy is to say that every A... Every community has a different outlook of AI, which means that your policies could be different when we are looking at the facilitation of AI. So what we do is we really work on kind of strategic planning, like action planning. What are you, you know, let's begin to build a a comprehensive plan around that, that then we can bring some consistencies to all of the schools Mm. and the community and that boardroom the classroom of this is how we use ai these are kind of our processes and policies around ai not around applications because a lot of people think well you know we're going to talk about chat gpt no claude is going to be outdated in the next four months right, right. so we can't we can't talk specifically about applications as much as we need to talk about processes and our policies and protocols around it. So it, it, you know, you bring that up, man, you know, it is very important that you do that from the boardroom all the way down to the community. Definitely. Yeah.
0: This has been the Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast, where every day we work to help students excel through critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. If you'd like to find out more about CBA, you can find us on our website, www claytonbradleyacademy.org. You can find us on social media sites at CBA or at CBA STEM. We hope you have a wonderful day.